he is said to have asserted, governs forms and ideas. Plato divested Pythagorism of its cumbersome and useless mystical baggage. He absorbed and distilled its useful message. Mathematics is the language best adapted to understand and describe the world. The reach of this insight is immense. It is one of the reasons for the success of Western science. According to tradition, Plato carved on the door of his school the phrase, Let no one enter here who is ignorant of geometry. Driven by this conviction, it was Plato who posed the momentous question, the question out of which, after a long detour, modern science would emerge. Of his disciples who studied mathematics, he asked if they could find the mathematical laws followed by the celestial bodies visible in the heavens. Venus, Mars, and Jupiter can be easily observed in the night sky. They seem to move a little at random, back and forth, among the other stars. Is it possible to find a mathematics which is able to describe and predict their movements? The exercise begins with Eudoxus in Plato's school and is pursued throughout the following centuries by astronomers such as Aristarchus and Hipparchus, bringing ancient astronomy onto an extremely high scientific level. We know of the triumphs of this science thanks to a single book, the only one to have survived, the Almagest of Ptolemy. Ptolemy was an astronomer who lived in Alexandria in the first century of our era under the Roman Empire, when science was already in decline and about to disappear altogether, overwhelmed by the collapse of the Hellenistic world and suffocated by the Christianization of the empire. Ptolemy's book is a major work of science. Rigorous, precise, complex, it presents a mathematical system of astronomy capable of predicting the seemingly random movements of the planets in the sky with almost complete precision given the limitations of the human eye. The book is the proof that the intuition of Pythagoras was correct. Mathematics allows the world to be described and the future to be predicted. The apparently wandering and disorderly movements of the planets can be precisely predicted by using mathematical formulae that Ptolemy, summarizing the results of centuries of work by Greek astronomers, presents in a systematic and masterly way. Even today, with a little studying, it is possible to open Ptolemy's book, learn its techniques, and calculate, for example, the position which Mars will have in a future sky. Today! Two thousand years, that is, after the book was written. The realization that working this magic is really possible is the basis of modern science, and owes not a little to Pythagoras and Plato. After the collapse of ancient science, no one throughout the Mediterranean was capable of understanding Ptolemy or any of the other small number of major scientific works that survived the catastrophe, such as the elements of Euclid. In India where Greek learning had arrived thanks to rich commercial and cultural exchanges, these books were studied and understood. From India, this knowledge returned to the West thanks to learned Persian and Arab scientists who were able to understand and preserve it. But astronomy did not take any very significant step forward for over a thousand years. More or less at the same time as Poggio Bracciolini discovered the manuscript of Lucretius, the heady atmosphere of Italian humanism and the enthusiasm for ancient texts also intoxicated a young Pole who had come to study in Italy, first at Bologna, then at Padua. He signed himself in the Latin manner, Nicolaus Copernicus. The young Copernicus studies Ptolemy's Almagest and falls in love with it. He decides to spend his life doing astronomy, following in the footsteps of the great Ptolemy. 
The time is now ripe, and more than a thousand years after Ptolemy, Copernicus is able to make the leap forward that generations of Indian, Arab, and Persian astronomers had not been able to make. Not simply learning, applying, and adding small ameliorations to the Ptolemaic system, but thoroughly improving it, with the courage to change it in depth. Instead of describing heavenly bodies turning around the earth, Copernicus writes a sort of revised and corrected version of Ptolemy's Almagest, in which the sun is at the centre, and the earth, together with the other planets, runs around it. In this way, Copernicus hopes, the calculations would work even better. In reality, they didn't work much better than those of Ptolemy. In fact, in the end, they turned out to work less well. But the idea was, nevertheless, sound. In the succeeding generation, Johannes Kepler shows that the Copernican system can really be made to function better than Ptolemy's. Painstakingly analysing new, precise observations, Kepler...